What can I do for you? I'm uh, here for the Cidic. The brake drums are shot, and you need a new transmission. What? All I wanted was an oil change. Well, you're lucky you caught these problems now before they cause you some serious trouble. <clears throat> Sign uh, right here and uh, press down hard. There's no price. There will be. I don't have a car. I have to have a car tonight. Hey, yo! Bring around the loner. The loner? The loner. The loner, Drew? The loner? The loner. Would you drive that loner? I think I would call a cab. <laughs> Nobody forced him to drive that car. We yeah, have a no. car. And I, I, I gotta tell you something. It's like this movie is about a maniac in, in a green mask, and like this scene was the most upsetting to me just because how badly he got screwed on his car bill. <laughs> he know? went in for an oil change. Yeah, he went in for an oil change. He got a five year old car. He's got, like, being sold a new transmission. I felt bad for him, man. <laughs> This is, is this the ex- prime example of how much of a pushover this guy is? He gives his concert tickets to a coworker that he's trying to date, and she doesn't offer him a penny for them. She's taking her friend, and now he's getting screwed by these screwed these guys. By these guys, I think I think it's just a, the, the sign that I'm just too old now. That like <laughs> these scenes really affect me. Like this, I, I can relate, buddy. I can relate, Stanley. It's just a bad business deal. Have you <laughs> have you have you shop around? <laughs> have you, you been know, have you been in that scenario before? Oh yeah, hundreds of times. <laughs> hundreds of times. You can take my business elsewhere, buddy. <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 109 of the Last Row Podcast. If you are new to the show, check out our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash the Last Row Pod. Head out to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they call it these days. Spotify, Podchaser. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Thanks to everyone that left one so far. Hi, Badway. Hello. How are you? Welcome back to the Piodcast. Piod. So, you know, some people say that we all wear masks, Drew. So. <laughs> some would say. Some would say, you know, so let's get into The Mask. Um, PG-13 movie from July 28th, 1994. Where were you on July 28th, Drew? I, were I were you in the theater? Remember. I don't you, think so. Not for this one. The oh, I, I had was, this on VHS. I was inside that theater. I was, I was, I was Jim carried up. You, you saw this in the theater? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fresh faced, uh, 10 year old boy at a PG 13 movie, you know, <laughs> breaking the rules. That's what I do in a theater. Like a 10 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw true last in the theater too. I mean, it was a great, it was a great summer for me. It was a great summer. Our boy. <laughs> Run time. One hour, 41 minutes. Just right. Maybe just right. maybe a couple maybe, minutes too long. Maybe a minute too long. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> comedy slash fam, fantasy. I can't speak. Sorry. Uh, comedy slash fantasy directed by our boy, Chuck Russell. Not really our boy. I thought you, you know were going to hit me. Yeah, I thought you were going to hit me up with the boy. What, what do you know about Chuck Russell, Drew? <laughs> what, what do you know about Chuck Russell? I mean, he's our boy. but like, I don't he, know much about him. He, I, I, let's play the Chuck Russell game. He directed one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh man! Which one was it? Uh, uh, man, Red Heat. I don't know. <laughs> Eraser. <laughs> Eraser. I have no idea. It was directly after this movie, and then he directed Scorpion King in two thousand two, and then that was pretty much it. IMDb six point nine out of ten. Probably, probably about right. It's about right. Rotten Tomato eighty percent. Too high? Uh, yeah, it's about right. It's about right. It's fine. About right. Metacritic fifty six percent. Too low. Too low. Two low. Two low. Two low. Three point two out of five. Too low. 
That's about right. Too low. 209,000 votes. 209,000 people, 798, writing about the mask on Letterboxd. They bring it. It's Jim, Jim Carrey brings the people, man. Jim, Jim Carrey masses. brings them. Puts the butts in the Which, seats. By the way, I'm pretty sure that's the same exact letterbox score as Hard Target from last week. Was there also 209, 798,000 no, votes? they only so had 19,000. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, they, people are just watching the mask and they're flipping right over to Hard Target. You know, yeah. maybe they're on our wavelength. There you go. Our cycles are centered, as they say. <laughs> are you centered? <laughs> Synopsis. When timid bank clerk Stanley Ipkiss discovers a magical mask containing the spirit of the Norse god Loki. This was never confirmed. This is just a theory by Ben Stein. True. By the way, his entire life changes. While wearing the mask, Ipkiss becomes a supernatural playboy. That's pretty <laughs> accurate, right? I mean, supernatural playboy. If you're going to sum it up in two words, it's pretty good. He did have a smoking jacket, I yeah. guess, but... Exuding charm and confidence, which allows him to catch the eye of a local nightclub singer... Tina Carlisle. Unfortunately, under the mask's influence, Ipkiss also robs a bank, which angers junior crime lord Dorian Tyrell, <laughs> whose goons get blamed for the heist. I mean, they were that. I mean, heist. they were trying. If you're, it's, it's attempted bank robbery, really. I mean, they still did a crime. Right? <laughs> they did it. They were there with yeah. the guns. Yeah. They had the doctor there. Might as they- well have done it. <laughs> But do you like how they called him a junior crime lord? I think it's yeah. like such a diss That's, on him. Oh man, Dorian! Like he'd be furious if he read that in the papers. Like I'm <laughs> like junior crime lord. That's like it's like called him a little kid. Yeah, I like that. I like that it's a diss. I mean, that's so. such a slap in the face. Anyway, uh, taglines. I'm not going to try this because I can't do do it justice. So I'm just going to say I'm going to spell it out for you. <laughs> Why don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to spell it out for you because spell I'm not Jim Carrey here. Us. Ready? S-S-S-S-S smoking. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Because I'm that, not Jim Carrey. That right there, Drew, that was the low point of our podcast. Yeah. That, right <laughs> that, was, that was pathetic. Do you want to you want to try it? Because I can't. Smoking! Yeah, there you go. Much better. I can't do that. You know, you know I, Come, I'm, can't I, I can't do that. You can do it. For, from, from zero to hero. No. No. Was he a hero? Was he? Not he really hero? at all. What did he I, save? What did he Tina say? Carlisle, I guess, maybe. The Coco Bongo Club. One cabana waitress. That's <laughs> who she is. So he saved Hero. Hero. <laughs> she hey man, she was a singer. He robbed the bank. He robbed the yeah, bank. He, he shoved a freaking muffler up someone's ass. Yeah. The hero. <laughs> two. Two two mufflers up two asses. Yeah. Is hero. It, he sodomized people with a with a with a yeah. muffler. And he's a and sexual predator. Shouldn't that say from zero to vi- to villain to, to on Unintended hero, maybe <laughs> something like from that. From zero to anti-hero. Anti-hero. There, there you uh, go. That's better. I like uh, that. It's more like a Deadpool situation. Yeah. How about this one? Stanley Ipkiss is not the man he used to be. That's probably one of the worst ones we've ever yeah, had. I mean, it's a it's a true fact, but it's also a terrible tagline. <laughs> it's a literal fact, but that's just just weak. Let's go with right. smoking. Let's go with smoking. So budget twenty three million, which actually surprised me because again, that was right around where Hard Target was from last week. Yeah. Which is wild, especially with the effects budget. But cumulative worldwide gross a lot higher than than hard target at oh, yeah. three fifty one. This thing oh, yeah. was a, a phenomenon, right? I oh, mean, yeah. this was not a small movie here. I don't know how much you know the green the green face will cost you, but I mean, they got they got my twelve bucks Wait, or my mom's Jim? twelve bucks because yeah. I didn't have twelve bucks at the time. 
when you got Jim Carrey, I, I think I saw a fact we'll get to it later where he, he saved them some effects budgets because of his his prowess, his physical acting. Because of his prowess. rubber face, his yeah. rubber face, as they say. <laughs> they actually had no mask on. It was just him and his face that he put a green tint on. We all wear masks except Jim Carrey. That's what that's what they say. <laughs> let me let me tell you about the awards that this thing won. Because and, and you might have to dog me a little bit here because I, I did skip over a couple of them, but in the uh-huh. notes, but uh-huh. it won an Academy, or actually it was nominated for an Academy Award oh. for Best Effects oh. in 1995 here. That's pretty, that's pretty significant. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. And it lost to, what do you think, 1995, I the mean, 94 movies. It was I mean, up against True Lies. Oh, yeah. And it lost to a little old movie called Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're meeting JFK posthumously. Yeah. You know, it's pretty good in 94. It also, it also was nominated for multiple, multiple BAFTAs, bad way. Multiple Ball and Us Fun Time Awards? But busted out because it was nominated for Best Makeup and Hair, Best Production Design, and Best Special Effects. It should have won them all. I'm not going to go into the, uh, into the deets of who it all lost to, but you get, the, you get the deal, yeah. right? I mean, BAFTAs were, were, were handed out or nominated. More importantly and most prestigiously... Not the Blockbuster Awards, but Kids' Ooh. Choice Award. Yeah. It, it won a couple of blimps, bad way. It won... Oh, winner, blimp winners. Favorite animal star, well, Milo. Of course. The dog... The actor's name is Max. Of course. <laughs> because my dog's name isn't Max. <laughs> I had a dog named Max. Yeah. I know Max. And, uh, and, and Jim Carrey also won for, for both Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, which also came out in the same year, as well as The Mask, Never for favorite movie actor. Oh, of course. I mean, who else, you know, favorite movie? What are, what are the choices there? I mean, what are we doing here? The kids love Jim Carrey. Yeah. And then last but not least, it was also nominated for a bunch of MTV Movie Awards. Best Breakthrough Performance, Cameron Diaz. Of course. Most Desirable Female, Cameron Diaz. Of course. Best Comedic Performance, Jim Carrey. Of course. Best Dance Sequence, Cameron Diaz and Jim Carrey. Of course. <laughs> seeing how high you could go. <laughs> And then last, but really not least, MTV Movie Awards VMA for Cuban Pete, Jim Carrey, best oh, video man. from a film, which is yeah. fantastic. I mean, a delight, a total delight. I don't know what won that one. I'm too lazy to look it up, but I know that it was nominated and whatever it was nominated against, it probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. Like, what are we talking? What, what, which, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. What, what, now, now I need to know. I'm going to click on this now because now I need to know because. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Oh, that? okay. All right. So, Yeah. I can't argue with this. Was it obvious? Yeah. So I'll tell you the other ones. So Urge, Urge Overkill, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, Pulp Fiction was another nominee, You 2 Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kiss, Kill Me, Batman Forever, You 2 Brian Adams, Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman from Don Juan DeMarco, and what other Batman Forever movie was out that year that it might have right. to? All right, CS, Kiss for a Rose. What All are you right. going to do? What are you going to do? You can't beat that. What are you even going to do about it? You got so see. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Those Jim. are heavy hitters, though. Brian that Adams was a, song, you know, the Pulp Fiction song. Those are heavy hitters, man. I, I got to tell you, like, we've been kind of toying about this. One day, we'll get a live stream going on on our YouTube channel, but we got to talk about 1994 as a, as a movie year because, man, it was, it was a best year of our lives. Year. The best year of our lives. One of the great, great year... For all around, especially for movies. So anyway, it won a bunch of Razzies. Who cares? Move cares. on. The Before we get into this movie, I want to ask you about the feel of it. Mm. Like, what the hell is this thing stylistically? I don't know. What man. is it? Watching this movie as an adult was strange for me. 
Why do you um, say that? I mean, I hadn't seen it in maybe, I don't even know, maybe 20 years. It just felt a little awkward. Like, it wasn't bad, but the bits weren't really hitting for me. The, like, the mask scenes, I was more interested in the non-mask scenes and the, the, the patheticness of Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> like and just him peppering jokes at the screen left and right, him staring at the screen. Uh, I like I liked his over accentuation of mannerisms, but like the I'm saying like a million times by the way, uh, the just the overall over jokiness of it just mm-hmm. kind of like felt a little like much for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you agree or not, but that's how I felt. So you you like the real life aspects of it more like him getting screwed on his car deal, him yeah. trying to date the girls, <laughs> not getting, not getting yeah. <laughs> trying to like, and the mob scenes with, yeah. with Dorian trying to just and, rob a bank. And uh, the story of the mask is fine. And like the, he, him trying to evade the police as obviously like his alter ego is running wild. Like I like the whole story of it. Yeah. But the literal slapstick scenes were, it was so obvious. It was never more obvious to me that it was aimed at kids, even though it was a PG thirteen movie. It's it's an interesting vibe that it gives off because it is kind of two movies. It's the adult stuff, right? Like you said, him getting screwed on the car deals and all this other stuff. Him trying yeah. to get into the club, just being pathetic, being in the friend zone. But then you're right. The whole zero to hero kind of aspect of it. The hero scenes were definitely very slapsticky, and I I don't know if it's. And they 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 juxtapose whatever they call it with the the cartoons that he's watching. Yeah, and they do that on purpose. It seems sure. because it it it's a direct call to like some of the things he's doing. Like exactly, yeah, it's his it's doing. his it's his uh, id. Is it his id? Right. Ego? Yeah, it's id and ego, whatever the hell you call it. Whatever whatever yeah. he's feeling internally. Right. Yeah, and and I don't want to bash the movie at all because I'm not. That's first of all, I'm not doing that. I think it was a good movie and. I don't want to bash like the slapstick of it all either because it worked at the time and it, and it may have worked for a, a younger version of me. It's just, and it's fine. It's just not for me now, you know, so, but, but it still had enough redeeming qualities. Yeah. Oh, did you, what, so what did you see? So you were in the theater. You said that yeah. earlier. Did you love this growing up? Like how many times did you yeah, watch this over I, and over? I, I, I own the VHS too. Oh yeah. I watched a bunch of times. This and Ace Ventura. It was wasn't definitely it a, a yellow VHS too, or am I mistaken? It was, Purple. It was purple. It was purple. It had a weird color to it, right? Yeah, it was something. Yeah. It wasn't the normal like black. It was purple, and it had little Milo in the corner. Yeah, because I had this too, and and I yeah. remember watching this, you know, over and over and over. And I, the thing that really stood out to me was the second I hit play. Like I, have, I'm in the same boat as you. I haven't seen this in probably like 20 years, and immediately all the lines came back to me. Like immediately, yeah. oh, like yeah. I was reciting them myself yeah. in my head as we were watching it just because yeah, it was so even like familiar. the mundane ones like when Cameron Diaz walks in the the sidekick goes killer at three o'clock yes like <laughs> the way things are accentuated like that just triggered in my brain yeah things it like had that. a weird like gothic yeah. vibe to it too like edge city and and I, I mean look the first thing we'll say about this besides the rest of the stuff that we're going to talk about is this is based on a comic book series. I've not read the comic book series. I don't think you have either. Nah. We're not talking about the comic book series per se. So if there's backstory and stuff, please don't flame us. I don't, I don't know much about it. Nah. So I'm going to kind of watch this in a vacuum. But like, what what did you think of the whole like vibe of the city? Because it had like a gothic feel to it, almost like a Batman the Animated Series, like the font. It had that like like 40s movie theater. It was like a 90s movie that felt like it was in the 40s. Yeah, I thought like it was... You know, it was like obviously fake, 
in a way. You know, a lot, a lot like of you could the, tell it was on a soundstage. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the sets, like the the Coco Bonga, like outdoors, the the park bench scene at Landfill Park, things like that. The bridge, the bridge scene, like it was almost on purpose filmed as if to like have it be fake on purpose. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I know maybe that's the way I'm interpreting, but it seemed phony on purpose. Well, they only did like have a, a stylistic million dollar, choice. Yeah. <laughs> $20 million. No, budget. but I don't think they were cheaping out. I think it was like a, a, a stylistic was, decision. Yeah. You know, what about the whole swing music thing? Like we talked about Cuban Pete earlier. That's a little different, but like the whole club, the club swinging thing, like this was during the nineties and, Pretty sure like the mid to late 90s, that swing revival came back. They had Brian Setzer Orchestra, that song, Hey Pachuco. Like I had the soundtrack to this and I remember listening to it. I had the CD. Yeah, Yeah, but it's funny. That whole scene, it's kind of based off of his, again, his watching of cartoons and his his style. Like if you remember, they he turned the band into that band. That band was not that band until he used his mask powers, right? He spun them around. Yeah. We'd also be remiss if we don't mention the sequel, The Son of the Mask, which I've never actually mm. seen. But why why wasn't there an actual sequel? Do you know about the background of this? I think you sent me an article about yeah, it. Yeah, so I, when I was researching this, yeah, we did find out that it looks like New Line Cinema did try to throw a lot of money at Jim Carrey. I think it was like $10 million or something to do a sequel. In, in which Carrey. is a lot at the time. Yeah. Carrie said basically he didn't think he had anything left to give the character and didn't want to do it just for the money, which is commendable. I guess he wanted to be, you know, more creative and and do new things and not fall down the sequel hole, even though he kind of did it with Asian Jura. I mean, um, yeah, this yeah. this was like at the height. So this was right before he got hot, right? I mean, this was yeah. 94, so it was Dumb and Dumber. It was all these movies coming out. Batman Ventura, coming up. Batman coming up. Like this was the Jim Carrey, like just peak yeah. And it's it's interesting that he would have turned down a sequel, but maybe he, I mean, I respect it, right? If you don't like yeah. what they're doing, don't do it. He didn't want to be bogged down probably by like, all right, I'm going to do the Ace Ventura franchise twice and I'm going to do this, the Mask franchise twice. You know, he probably wanted to keep his options open, which, you know, you bet on yourself because obviously, you know, you turn down 10 million for the Mask and you end up making 20 million on Dumb and Dumber, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or Batman or whatever the hell he made on Batman. Have you ever seen Son of the Mask? Because I have not. I know it no. exists, but I've You're never seen it. You're asking me, have I seen a Jamie Kennedy movie before? I'll, I'll say the answer is yes to that, but it wasn't this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching, I forgot what the movie was, where it was about, Heck, it was called Heckler, right? Where Jamie Kennedy was talking about Son of the Mask and how people like, oh, it was about yeah. critics, like review bombing and stuff. Do you remember yeah. that? It was yeah. actually really like, Pretty he sad made some, to watch. He made some good points about, he you did. know, it's a kid's movie and people were treating it like cinema and bashing it like it's supposed to, you know, mean something other than it being a kid's movie. I feel Which bad I get, for him in that. Yeah. But I mean, still probably was a piece of crap. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I don't know. So would but, you watch that? Would you, if I, no. if I told you watch it, would you watch it? No, we're not going to do that movie. No, we're <laughs> not going to do that movie. But You're, You heard it here, folks. Yeah, but. <laughs> What I will say is that I feel like if this movie were made in like the mid two thousands, it would have been a sequel seven times over. I feel like, like, a, like a franchise yeah. thing. I feel like at the time in the nineties, you know, it was less likely to be a sequel. And obviously it takes a special person like Jim Carrey to turn it down, you know, kind of seeing his own future, knowing that he's about to blow up. But yeah, I feel like this would have been a you know, thirty times over. I don't know 
if it were made in the 2000s, it probably wouldn't have been Jim Carrey. But I wonder, like, who it could have been in the 2000s. Like, is this like an Adam Sandler movie? It's Adam Sandler. Hands you know down. what I mean? It's like, it's not even yeah. close. It's ad- absolutely Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. And like, you know, maybe if we're lucky, we get Ben Stiller. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Adam Sandler all the way. It <laughs> yeah. has his name written on it yeah. completely. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what, though? To, to the point you made earlier, if this was made in the 2000s, they'd make a whole bunch of sequels. Hey, man, what did they do in the 90s when you got a movie and you don't make a sequel? You make a cartoon. Gotta make cartoon, so man. did you watch the cartoon for this? Because there was a cartoon with toys, there's a video game, but the cartoon I remember was like, I think it was three seasons. It was over 50 episodes. Yeah, I remember I, I, watching it. I vaguely remember, but I, I can't remember anything about any any plots or anything like that. I, I remember watching it off and on. I wasn't religiously tied to it. Did you play the video game for the movie? You know, I got a problem with these types of video games. And like, especially in the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era of, of gaming where a movie comes out and they're going to make, oh, we'll make a movie. We'll make a game out of the movie and it's going to be a platformer and it's going to have bad hit detection and it's going to be you <laughs> collecting trinkets. And then the bosses are impossible to beat because the hit detection is so bad and nothing is explained in the game. And then you rent it and then you get to the second level. You can't beat the second level and you return it. And then that's the end of that. That's kind of how like all those it. games go. Yeah. And you pretend that you liked it. Yeah, I love oh, it's it. great. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad I spent $7 on the rental. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, look, I don't... Look, video game rentals, you make it 7 bucks. Like, I get it. You've got to make it something so that they can make it worth renting, like, especially for a couple of days. But $7 back in 1994 is a lot of money when you think about it. I don't know if it was $7 for 94. It probably I mean, was. I mean, Lanko was, was. was dollar a day, which was great. You know, grocery I store. Mean, that's, that's a good deal. I feel like Blockbuster back in like in the, in the Sega and Super Nintendo days was maybe like maybe four bucks, maybe four or five bucks for, for like five day rental. At, at a certain point though, it's like, when do you just say I'm just going to buy this thing because it's a better deal? But as a kid, you you know you get the rental. It's it's easier, yeah. right? Well, when I was in the movie business, you know it was it was seven ninety nine for sure, which was an outrageous price. That is outrageous, and I don't. I'm no yeah. wonder they went under. Yeah, <laughs> not to not to dump on your former place of of employment, but yeah, they but got it, a little bold there. <laughs> well, no, we didn't go under. You know, they made some big money, man. Big money. <laughs> Oh, guys, we got to get that game pass, man. 30 bucks a month. That that actually was a good deal. And the movie pass was a great deal. I yeah. when you when you guys were selling that, I was in. I liked movie, that yeah. a you lot. What, you know, Netflix <laughs> suck it. Let, let's talk about Stanley Ipkiss and Jim Carrey. How Jim Carrey is this movie, man? Is this like on a, we talk about peak? On, but on how the Jim, Jim Carrey it? scale, it's not quite Ace Ventura, but it's literally. <laughs> But it's under it's 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 ahead of liar liar on, okay. on, the, on the Jim Carreyness of it all. Okay, okay. Is um, it like a Jack Black esque performance where it's like he's yeah. him? So I mean, I think what is the most Jim Carrey? Ace Ventura two. It's got to be Ace Ventura two. It's over yeah, the, the sequel. Top. Yeah, for sure. This is this is close to it though because he's doing the cartoon character. Yeah, he's supposed to be cartoonish. Yeah, the whole the whole behavior. Like maybe maybe Jack Black is more him than than he is Jack Black, obviously, because Jim Carrey is like at the echelon of 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 like physical you, comedy. Would you say Jim Carrey was more doing Jim Carrey in this movie or Dumb and Dumber? Or Probably the this one, or or, or as no, the, the oh man, the Riddler is actually he might even be more so Jim Carrey. Yeah, the, maybe the Riddler is more Jim Carrey. He's he might be the most Riddler might be second most Jim Carrey 
to Ace Ventura 2. Ace Ventura ahead of Ace Ventura 1. Ahead of Ace Ventura 1. Exactly. Because he dialed it up. Because you have a sequel, you got to make yeah. it bigger. You got to make it more yeah. Jim Carrey. And that's what they're paying him for. Yep. Not not to just be, you know, James just Carrey. Just limbs flailing, mouth going in all directions. The, the scene that just, two scenes in, in Ace Ventura 2, which I saw actually before I saw the first one. And I That's saw it crazy. in the theater That's because crazy. I never saw the first one at the time, you know, growing up. But I remember the birthing scene was the one oh, part. Oh, the rhino, the rhino yes, scene, yeah. When he's in the surveillance thing. But then also just the dumbest thing, right? The When he gets speared in the legs and he's like, Yelling at his oh legs. yeah, He's that is Tommy Davidson. Yeah, when I think of Jim Carrey, <laughs> that's what I think of in my yeah. head, and then the Riddler. So, so you know that that's that. But they got they got a deal on him, man. So this was before he he was locked up for this was before Ace Ventura came out. So they paid him. I think it was like half a million. That's yeah. it. So and like he, yeah, he filmed and completed Ace Ventura, right? Yes, he signed on to do Mask. And then probably as he was shooting Mask, Ace Ventura was released and then known to be a hit. I think it was right like that. And then they gave him, so he also got the $7 million. So apparently because of this, because of Dumb and Dumber, because of all these things then. Yeah. So that's that's when he really, his 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 stardom really, really shot into the stratosphere. <laughs> like, could you imagine anyone else playing Stanley Ipkiss here? Because I got a list of actors and I I, I want to quiz you, but like, it's funny, we always do this and like, no, I can't imagine someone else doing it, but when you when you name the names, like it becomes more clear whether it was possible or not. Yeah. Well, let me give you some names and then you you just tell me straight up. Okay. Your your boy, Matthew Broderick. It's too too old and bland. <laughs> Steve Martin. Too old and too corny. white haired. <laughs> yeah. You got a green mask, doesn't matter. Yeah. Rick Moranis. I love Rick Moranis, but no way. No, nah, he couldn't pull off the zaniness. I mean, he he could pull off the Ipkiss part, but I can't imagine him being the mask. Too short. Martin Martin short. Also too short. You know what? He could do it. Do you watch the movie Clifford where he's like the little kid, but he's like yeah. an adult? You know what a movie I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oh, With yeah. Uh, Charles Grodin, the guy from Beethoven and all that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> such a ridiculous movie. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Too handsome. Yeah, no way. It's yeah, too... Like, yeah, too too. Wasn't dumb he to be most funny. desirable male? Like, come on, yeah. we can't give him too that. dumb to be funny. Mike Myers, eh. in '94, eh. I don't know. Eh. When was Austin Powers? '96. '96. Yeah. All right. '96, '97, so. something like that. Maybe '97. <laughs> We're close. Close on Mike Myers. Uh, John Ritter. Hell no. no. What are we? What are we doing? Here? Come on. <laughs> Next. I mean, let's get serious. All right. Now this guy would never do it, but Robin Williams. Yeah, too old. But too, it's too amazing. He could he, do it. He could absolutely do it. It's like the like, genie in real life. And I'm know? not saying that, you know, Jim Carrey is not a good actor, but Robin Williams is an actor. You know, he yeah, was I mean, an he's, actor. I mean, he's too busy playing a five-year-old Jack like, to, to be to be <laughs> to be slumming it as 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 a green-faced guy, which, right? Which we will do one yeah. day on this show. I would like to do it. What about and, and this is someone that I, I really I'm real curious, Nicolas Cage. I mean, this was the guy. I mean, didn't they want him? I didn't think they so. actually didn't the rumor go that they wanted him? Yeah. And it really didn't work out. So it's weird because Nick Cage is like, what, 50 at this point? He's probably not, but he looks 50. No, in 94. Yeah, I'm, doing... I'm sure he's in his 30s, but he looks 50. He did. <laughs> it's the chest hair. This was this was yeah. got him. And, and like the type of balding, like he's got the receding <laughs> hairline, but he's not quite bald. 
but he's got the type of receding hairline that a, a guy who had good hair at a, at one point it's like he's losing it <laughs> in the corners like, yeah and it's just like he's 15 he's hanging on to being cool like that kind of thing like he'll, start mean, wearing, he'll, he'll be wearing a leather jacket to try to be cool or something like that midlife crisis listen, that's what nick cage looked perpetually in the 90s he did and and actually so 94 he he did trapped in paradise a great movie yeah. And then 95, Oscar winning Leaving Las Vegas. And then he did The Rock yeah. in 96, Con Air in 97. He so, was not, yeah, he was not in this pocket of movie back then, I no. suppose, right? But, you know, Vampire's Kiss was, what is that, the 80s? That's oh, that when was he was 80s. doing the, the yeah. eccentric craziness, yeah. which I think he could have done. Like, Crazy I, I actually think he up. could do this. I think he could do it. He could have done it. I can't, ima- I can't imagine him being <laughs> this goofy in a movie. You can't. As goofy a mother effer as he is. Where where's Dave at? Because Dave would love this, right? I'm, I'm shout out to Dave because I know both Dave and Jamie and, and Jamie especially, I think she would love to see the cage as the yeah. mask. So yeah, that's I, alternate universe, you know. I gotta, gotta give I gotta give them a shout out. Because from my from my perspective, I would love to see Nick Cage playing him. But you know what? We got blessed with Jim Carrey and his his phenomenal performance. Yeah. I'm I'm glad it went down. They saved money on the special effects budget. We, I was saying before, right? The the director revealed that because of Jim Carrey's body movements were so flexible and cartoonish, mm. they didn't need to enhance them digitally, which is pretty incredible. That's a sounds testament like a, to the actor. Yeah, Jim Carrey, DS Fest sounds like I don't know. <laughs> How you know, We talked about Ipkiss being pathetic. Yeah. How pathetic is this guy? Like the one one pathetic loser. Right, 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 right. The pathetic history book here of him what what are some of the things that make this guy pathetic in your opinion well he's a pushover he's a hopeless romantic that you know is too afraid to ask someone out he'll kind of hover in the friend zone forever that kind of thing you know buy buy a tickets for a date and then just giving both away not accepting money for him was that a violation that she didn't offer him money like i think if you're no, it was gonna the plan like, all along she she knew what she was doing but I mean, even just the gesture of, oh, at least let me pay you. Like it was. She didn't even empty gesture it. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And he would have said you, no anyway. But right. She didn't even empty gesture it. It's which, one thing. Which, yeah. It's if you say get an extra ticket. Yeah. But to say, oh, we'll give it this. It's like, well, at least let me give you some money for this. And he would say, no, don't no. worry about it. She didn't yeah. even offer. It shows you how little she respects him. Exactly. Which yeah. is added to the list. Yeah. Added to the list. No what respect. else? No respect. Uh, as of the beginning, he gets taken advantage of by the, uh, by the mechanics, gets put in the Lona, <laughs> cut to the Coco Bongo Club, can't get in even after the, the palm was greased by his, by his friend, thrown to the gutter, you know, just the guy is, he's, he's, he's gutless. He's gutless. What do you think about greasing palms at, at clubs? Got to. What's your, what's your take on that? Got to. Got you know, to. Bobby? Yeah. You, you know my friend Bobby? <laughs> you know my name? Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Washington? <laughs> was, I mean, it was great. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you're right. He painted the whole thing as pathetic. The newspaper lady, I don't even remember her name. The uh, the Deb? Or she looked like Ask a Ask Deb. Debbie or something. I forgot Peg? whatever the column Peggy? is. Peggy? Peggy. Ask Peg. Peg. Yeah. What do you think about the whole thing of him finding the mask? So... You know, he's pathetic. He finds this mask and it turns him into something. But let's talk a little bit about what's going on down here. He sees this thing floating down in the water. It he looks sees like garbage a dead in, body. He sees garbage in the river. 
Are you? Yeah. Are you going down there to get it? And no. do you like how they made the thing move? They made yeah. they moved it like a little bit. Yeah, and like it was kind of sh- little shine. Yeah, little reflection. Like, ooh, what is that? No, I mean, he's a no. nice guy. He went to save save somebody who he thought was drowning. I guess. Yeah, I mean, even if I did that, which I'm not even sure I would do, save a person drowning. Yeah, well, 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 who knows? I'm not a hero. Yeah, I'm a do I'm a do gooder, but I don't know if I'm a hero. Um, <laughs> You're not jumping in the river, <laughs> edge city. It's a fence. It's a fence. You know, edge, what's in that water? We don't know. We don't know. A lot of water. trash. That's clear. Trash. That a lot of wooden trash. Uh, no, yeah. Even if I go down there, you know, I see this mask. I'm not bringing trash home with me. I don't know what's in that thing. You get termites <laughs> in that thing, and all of a sudden you get bugs all in your furniture. You're, you're done. You're done. I, th- I thought it was interesting you brought it home because this thing's floating in the river. It looked like like a, a dump river. I yeah. mean, it looked like the kind that they dump yeah. chemicals into. And I mean, it's he, right, next to, right next to Landfill Park. So, and he's know. putting this thing on. Yeah. He's taking this thing on. I mean, it's just kind of gross, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. Who, who needs it? What about putting this on? Like, what does a transformation happen? Like, if, if you haven't seen this movie, I don't know where you've been, but <laughs> have you ever seen this movie? Describe the, describe the transformation for people that way, please. Idiots. After I insulted our whole audience. You idiots, watch the movie, damn it. I'm sorry to everyone no. out there that actually listens to this. Well, I mean, if, if you're, you know, <laughs> if you're between the ages of, let's say... 30, sorry. 30 and 45. <laughs> if you haven't seen the mask, like, yeah, it's, it's like weird, right? I feel I'm, I'm the worst host of all time, aren't I? Yeah, you are. You should feel bad. So here's my, here's my theory about this mask. So you put the mask on and he like starts to go through this metamorphosis and he doesn't know what's going on and he's spinning all over the room. He's knocking over lamps, kicking over tables as he's like being overwhelmed by the power of the mask like it's like feeding into his body yeah it's almost sexual I it, feel. it is is it sexual it is yeah <laughs> it is not to sexualize everything yeah. like we do but it definitely was like his soul is pe- it's like if your soul was penetrated that, that's kind <laughs> of what is happening to him Stanley and I don't know like I feel like do you think he's conscious in that moment, like the Stanley Ipkiss, or is it just like his ego? Or I don't even know it, ego, whatever the hell like it his is. His splicing is his, yeah. his like situation. Is it like is he at all aware the real Stanley Ipkiss when this when this change has happened? I don't know because he wakes up and he sort of like thought it was a dream. So maybe like the more he gets used to the feeling, yeah. the more powerful. Or the less, I don't want to say the less powerful it is, but maybe the more he does it, the more he gets used to it, the more he can kind of like be himself. You can kind of harness it and control it. Control it. it. And maybe not, maybe even control is the wrong word, but be aware of the surroundings and like if you want to take it off. Yeah. I feel like his first night, there's no way he could physically take it off himself. Like it would have to be like after you know, him crashing into his bed and like, you know, dawn starts and the thing probably falls off, you know, cause it only works at night. That's right. Cause it only works yeah. at night. Right. Cause I, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Like, did it fall off and did he get back yeah. in bed because of that? Like they should have shown him woken up on the middle of the street. And like, I guess instead you, of that. And, and if you wear it all night, maybe it's like the equivalent of being like blackout drunk, you know, like that's my feeling of how it works. Yeah, because he woke up, he thought it was it was a dream. He thought he was basically had a bender or something, and then he 
found out on the news that he yeah. robbed a bank. Yeah, but but I don't know because like maybe you can control it or maybe you can't because I'm thinking of the scene at Landfill Park where he meets Cameron Diaz and he's like basically assaulting her. Yeah, it's pretty and, bad. You know, the real Stanley Ipkiss would never do that, but that's the point of the mask is to do things that Stanley would never do, but it's taking it too far. They went like Pepe Le Pew with it all, right? They did. It went full on Pepe Le Pew, even with a French accent. But like, you would think if the real Stanley was in there at all, he would not have allowed him to sexually assault her. But I which think he, which he almost did. I think there. he wanted to, and that's the thing. Like it, it, it he let want him. To? Well, I don't know. That he wanted to. He wanted to be with her. Put it that wanted way. Wanted to be with her at all costs. Yes, at all you costs. Know? And if that, you're willing to rob a bank, how far are you willing to go to get the girl your dreams? What and it's I'm a saying. dangerous game he's playing. Right. Too, da- too dangerous. The truth. Yeah. Too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I. I mean. So, what does it feel like when you're going through this? You. You mentioned the guy's going in a tornado. It's like he's. Does it hurt? Do you think? Like, or I mean, does it feel like powerful? Yeah, sure. Like it feels they're good. Li- they're living in Edge City. So, what do you think, man? It's like, <laughs> edging. It's like right <laughs> on the edge there. He's right on the edge. That's, it's right there. I mean, and look, I don't know. I never read the comics, so I don't know if they go into any of the details on any of this stuff. But do you think I it guess. hurts? No, it's euphoric. It's like, euphoric. Drew. He was yelling and like screaming. It was, well, it was yeah, yeah, a lot. A lot of yelling and screaming happens in the bedroom too. Drew, so. <laughs> it's all connected. Like, but what does it give you extra powers? Like, like sexual? Th- yeah. I mean, does it? And look, like he's. I don't want. I don't know. <laughs> I can no, go no, into please. This right can, now. No, go, go, go. I wanna, uh, let's get. Let's get it going. I don't know how I can go into this, but no, no, no. Do it. Look, his like his face is green. That's, yeah, that's all I'll say. But like, it's just, does anything else turn green? Well, no, his hands are still white. Um, that we could that we can see, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what does it like enhance a, anything else? What if there was like a little mask on the tip? Like, would that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Have we gone too far? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what if? So, what if all the confidence, like, it it, it actually like makes you impotent because all of the confidence is going towards your ego and like yeah. how you're acting. And then you actually like all the power. It's like an actor, right? Like an actor. Right. Let's just rate it R this right now. Let's get out of the way because we're all thinking it. We, the question needs to be asked. Yeah. What is, what is this mass character like in the bedroom? Yeah. I mean, is, is he it, crazy? is it, a, is it a nightmare? Is it is it pleasurable to the woman? Is it too much? Is it too much for him as the mask? <laughs> That's and why if, he woke up on the side of the road. And if, like, let's say Cameron Diaz wore the mask, like the opposite way. Like, is it too much for I think so for Stanley to handle? I think it depends on the person, right? Like, like look at Dorian, right? Yeah, Dorian turned into like a bodybuilder. Yeah, and I don't even know what that means in the bedroom, but yeah. What I, what I know is that it turned him into something like like more of like a, it almost looked like a bruiser kind of bodybuilder looking guy, yeah. and the dog went kind of nuts too. So it turned the dog into like a crazy dog. Yeah, like what all is, these characters are horny when they have the mask on. Let's they get are. that out of the way right now. They're all horny. This is it, this is very sexual. Even, even the dog too. It's it's yeah. it's very very weird, isn't it? Yes. So they know, they know, I mean, look back in the nineties, I guess that's what they did. So it's, it's (laughs) sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the nineties, man. What are you going to do? That that's, that's what it was all about back then. And I just, I think that 
all of the power is going to his ego that I feel like he would not be able to perform properly, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that thing. No, I think he would perform too too much efficiently. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily tornado. to put this PG thirteen. I don't think it would necessarily make him a better lover. It would just make him a more exhaustive Efic- lover, an efficient lover, <laughs> it, efficient. And yeah, maybe, efficient. maybe, 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 maybe efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be almost cartoonish. Do, do you think that this thing is like wearing? Is it like wearing a drug? Or sorry, not wearing a drug. Is it like using a drug? Where the more you use this, you get addicted to it. Or do you think he got used to it? Because it seemed like he got used to it. He kind of got used to it. I feel like you're able to more harness it, come off it when you want that kind of thing. Take it off, take it on, put it on. Um, I think it's like right. It's like riding a bike. I mean, you become, you become a pro at, at using it. it, and then maybe you can stop yourself from committing crimes. Yeah, you know, and maybe use it for actual superhero you know type shit you know harness the power yeah not like i think it's beating up your landlord yeah i think it's potential for possibly using it for good like a spider-man would do you do you think but i don't that, know I, I, I bet the comics probably uh contrast there but who cares do you think that the landlord had it coming because i kind of think she did yeah oh if, I mean, she's lucky that she didn't get smashed with that hammer. I'm going to tell you right now. Isn't her job to take care of those carpets? And he walked <laughs> in from the rain. Like, what? what's he supposed to do? But, you Sorry. know, he, he smashed up the, you know, the mask, smashes up the thing. How about her just opening fire yeah. without really asking any shotgun. questions with the shotgun? She's upset about the, the carpet having mud on it, and she's blasting into the, people's apartments. I mean, is there a stand your ground law in Edge City? Like, we don't know this. We don't <laughs> there know. must be. Edge City, Florida. There must be. Yeah. What what would your so if you put the mask on, what would your character be like? It's funny because I you know may say the same for you, but I'm more Stanley Ipkiss than I am Dorian. I think I am too. So yeah. I'm not as much of a pushover as as Ipkiss is, but like I think it would be similar. I'm, I'm I don't definitely know if pushover. I wouldn't be as sex crazed as this mask was. <laughs> I would. I don't think I'd be assaulting women, but. <laughs> I might I accidentally rob. I might accidentally rob a bank. You know what so else? You, I don't know what else I would do. Let's yeah. Do you need, hey, you need to you need to make a make a withdrawal. Yeah, I need to make a withdrawal. You know, make a probably, withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I I've never gotten screwed at the car place like that bad, but it's probably happened to me on occasion. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely a pushover. Yeah. I don't think I would be a sex crazed maniac either, though. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's in Stanley's uh, repressed. You know. You know the the recesses of his mind to to be sex crazed because he's so lack of sex crazed. But uh I don't know. Uh I can't think of I can't think of the crimes I would commit. Like I wouldn't be killing people. I wouldn't be I I, I might I might beat a few people up, you know, comically with like yeah. a fish with a trout a salmon in my pocket. I don't know. <laughs> might rob a, I might rob a bank, you know, rob rob from the rich and give to the me, you know, I might do that. Who knows? Would you commit any crimes you think? Your your mask self? I think I think I would just probably punk a bunch of people that that I yeah, that I think punk me. I think that's great, what I would great do. Great word. I would punk people. Yes, whether it be through some physical violence, non non lethal, or embarrassment, you know, that type of thing. Because yeah. I think about it, you know, it's like man, yeah. if I if I just had a had yeah. like when he went when he said to Mrs. What is it, Peenman or Beanman? Peenman, Peenman. Whatever it was when he says, you know, don't you do at the factory to get your bolts tightened. Oh, I should have said that. Like, yeah, like that's that kind me of a lot thing. of times yeah. in life. Yeah. I should have said that. Yeah, when you, <laughs> whether that. in your work life or maybe right. maybe back in high school or college or something where someone was a smart ass to you and you thought up a good comeback an hour later. That's it's me. It's like, yeah, 
you can go back, you punk that guy. I should have said that. that and guy. and that, that's yeah. what I would do. I'd probably yeah. use it unintentionally yeah. to be punking people yeah. that I yeah. that's that a I, great that's a great term. I would punk people with it. Yes. They got one on over on yeah. me. What what do you think? We didn't. I don't have this in the notes. So I'm just going to ask on the fly here. But what do you think of his friend Charlie? Like, is he really a good friend? Like, it seemed like I don't really get this guy. Like, Here's are the they thing good about friends Charlie. Or are they coworkers. They're just coworkers. It's all proximity. I don't think that guy would normally associate with such a spineless weasel. It's just Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> few few do. Few would. I think he's kind of a poser. I don't he think is. he's as cool as he thinks he is. You know, but he does get himself into the Coco Bongo Club because he knows how to grease palms. But eh, I feel like he's kind of a loser too, but more of a confident loser. Yeah, he, he's you know? he's a confident. He's not he's not aware of his own self. Yeah. I would say he also looks like he's fifty five, in my opinion. Yeah, and but I, but he has the confidence to wear a white tuxedo. You got to respect that. That's true. That. You, you, you do got to respect that. that. You do. What about what about Tina Carlisle? So <sighs> this is Cameron Diaz's first movie, and. I remember, listen, the soundtrack of this movie, I'm, I'm like 99% certain that the inside cover was a picture of her walking in from the rain. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an iconic like. They knew what entrance. they were doing. That's an entrance of a career right there, right? It made her career. This was her and first movie. she was, I mean, I'm not trying to be inappropriate or anything like that, but let's just, let's just call it like I see it. You know? Let's call it as it is. I mean, she is just beautiful in this movie. Yeah. And like, so like a who is this kind of actress? You don't see that too often where this like star making performance, not only from an acting point of view, which she was she was a great actress in this as well. But like it's kind of like, who is that? Like, yeah, like forget the mask. I came for Jim Carrey's shenanigans. But who who is this? The movie put her on the map. Who is this stutter? Yeah, she was great. And then I and mean, then she went on to do a whole bunch of other movies. And she's I mean, a good good actress in this, too. I was 10 years old, and I wasn't really thinking about girls at 10 years old. And I was like, who is, whoa, who is this? <laughs> you were like Jim Carrey when he turns into the dog and like yeah. his eyes pop out? I think every, I think every, every guy was, yeah. like, honestly. What about the whole story about how she had to apparently auditioned for this 12 times? <laughs> Like at that, what point do you just give up? That makes me think that the casting director had some something, some shenanigans on the side. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have been. But I thought she was good. Like no, she, I, she was, I good. she was really good. Yeah, she was, she was really good. And she's and she's always been a good actress. But like, I don't mean to sound disrespectful when I say this, but I'm just gonna say it. She's never looked better than she did in this movie. I agree. It has nothing to do with age or anything like that. It's just I don't know. The way that they they the made style. her out to be, the style of the movie, the what the wardrobe, the makeup, all of it combined, the hairstyle, like this was like a wow performance from her. It was, it was good. I, what do you think of their chemistry? Did you think that she had chemistry with him? Because it was in the beginning, it was sort of fake, and then it seemed like yeah. she actually did like him. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't buy it. I didn't. I didn't really buy it. I don't know because he's such an awkward dude in the movie, and. I don't know. At that point, he Jim Carrey was not a a get the girl kind of guy. At that point, it, right? I mean, obviously, it's a second movie, but like think about <laughs> Ace Ventura, where he was kind of a sex crazed pet detective. But you know, he did he did have uh, the uh, the Courtney Cox love affair. Yeah. But I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't see the vibes. Did you catch the vibes? I wasn't really feeling it either. Like I, I felt like it was a transactional relationship here and she liked the mask. And I, I know she fell out of love with the mask pretty quickly, but mm. I felt like it was, I don't know. 
I'd rather see her with him than Dorian, though, because I didn't think her and Dorian had anything really either outside of the fact that he was the mob boss and she was at the club and, or sorry, the junior mob boss. Yeah. And she was working at this club, but I didn't really get it. Like, was she part of his crew or was she like he dating her? Like, it was really weird because she went in and helped him with the bank. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think she was really part of the crew. I just think he was, she was dating him. And then he was putting her on to perform at the Coco Bongo. And with her dating him, she'll do favors for him, like yeah. go to the bank and surveil the surveil the, the you know the uh, vault and all that. I I know this is minutia, and and I know that it doesn't. I know we talked about this, and and I know you don't care about this, but I, it's a big big thing that I care about in this movie. They send her into this thing with this contraption to <laughs> do all kinds of like secret surveillance. When they could just literally walk in and open up a checking account and look at exactly what she was looking at. No, it wasn't like they were recording codes or things like your, that. You can't show your face if you're about to knock the joint off. Why not? Like Because you, you're like, what if he you're, works you're there? suspect number one. You gotta just, it's safer <laughs> to send the girl. What if she's not customer? gonna be a part of a hit? Why would you rob your own money? I, hey, I have a checking account here. I'm robbing my own money. <laughs> It makes no sense. I'm a customer here. That's your alibi right there. Yeah, well, so, okay. So that's anyone who has a checking account at the bank, they're automatically, it's like the perfect crime. I've right? been a PNC customer since Yeah, let me go rob PNC right now because I'm a customer. And that would, you know, come on. Come on. I've got a checking account here, man. Why would I rob my own money? It's FDIC I'm insured, 100000 I mean, I'm glad you're not a detective because you just crossed <laughs> off everyone off the list that... Just because, well, it can't be Kevin because, damn it, he's, he has a checking account there. <laughs> but he, I mean, come on. Why would you rob your own Meanwhile, money? Meanwhile, I've got stacks of cash in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> speaking of sidekicks, how about the dog? I mean, come on. Is this dog oh, not the best dog in the movie? Sidekick of the millennium, man. Everybody wanted Milo. Everybody wanted Milo. What did you think of this thing? Because I wanted a Jack Russell Terrier after watching this movie. Yeah, I'm sure everybody, everyone did. Was, everybody wanted that dog. He was, he was, you know, great friend, great sidekick, smart dog. He wanted to play fetch. You know, who doesn't want that dog? <laughs> Apparently Jim Carrey, because he's a jerk on set, this dog. Yeah, yeah, we did see that there were rumors on set that the dog was kind of a jerk. It wouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> does it surprise you? It doesn't for me. No, that dog looks like a little asshole, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. But I still wanted him. See, now that you're an adult and you know what having a dog actually means, yeah. like you're not 10, it's yeah. like, I don't want that dog. It's not that all fun gonna, and games. Yeah. That dog's going to be a Can be a you jerk. imagine? Can you imagine? So the apartment that he was living, like what floor was he living in? You know? I don't even know. Like to have a dog and have to like just like take an elevator or just <laughs> Just a multiple, you know, flights of stairs just to take the dog out to go to the bathroom. Yeah. It's just not worth it, man. To have a dog in an apartment building like that in a big city, it's got to be brutal. I, I, more respect because I don't even have an apartment. I, I got a, like a two floor house and it's yeah. like, I don't even want to take the dog outside. That's why yeah. I don't want to get a dog right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to take the dog out because it's got to pee at 6 a.m. But like, if you have a house where you just like no floors, where you just, open the door and let him out in your yard. You still got to get up and do that. But to, to get up and then walk down like 17 flights of stairs to find a patch of grass where in Edge City is, is the patch of grass. That's like, true love, man. It's like, man, that's like, it's too much. It's too man's, much. man's best friend. Too much. 
man, Kevin's best friend. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to ask you. I'll go through these super quick. Where does this dog rank against other Hollywood dogs? I'll just throw out some here. You tell me whether Milo is better or not. It's up there. What yeah. about uh, Beethoven? From we mentioned Charles Grodin, but I don't want Beethoven, Beethoven man. No, I think slobbers too, big, too much. Too big, slobbery. Like who wants that? <laughs> what about Benji? Yeah. What, what does Benji even do? Does Benji do things? I forgot. It's been a long time since I've seen Benji. I think he's just a great dog. I don't think he's too wholesome. Like, he's, yeah, he's like too a, wholesome. There's a secret. Benji has some kind of dark secret that we don't know. <laughs> That's what I he's think. really a secret. I don't evil. trust him. I don't trust him. What about Einstein from Back to the Future? He's not really in it much. Yeah, he isn't. What does he do? Ah, he just exists. I think I'm taking Milo. What about Samantha from I Am Legend? That's the uh, do, uh, the uh, German Shepherd. I mean, it's a great helper dog, but it's too serious of a dog. Yeah. He's hunting zombies, right? Or vampires, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, Scooby-Doo. I mean, the dog, he speaks, basically speaks English. Yeah. So, I mean, how could you compare? But how Obviously, could you feed Scooby-Doo. him? You're going to need to be like, have a second job just to feed him because yeah. he's always eating stuff. Well, if, you, if you're, you know, if you're a weed head owner, then like, it's always, the food's always there. Like, you're always, you're both thinking about the food at all times. So I love good. how like implied it is that Shaggy is just like the biggest stoner. Yeah. It's, it's the best. Yeah, what about uh, Buddy from Airbud? See, no, I never, I've never seen these movies, but like I imagine Airbud is, you know, as with any Golden Retriever, really. Like I feel like Golden Retrievers think they're hot shit. <laughs> you know, I don't like like. What, what, how could I compare a Golden Retriever to? It's I don't know. It's like the straight A student that's yeah. also the quarterback of, of the of, of, the, of, of the, the team, varsity the team. team. Yeah, and he's also the valedictorian, and it's like you're doing too much. The golden retrievers <laughs> do, too, do much. too much. They try too hard. Try less. Do, do less. Do less. I, I I hear you on that. What about Hooch from Turner and Hooch? Yeah, I mean, what is he? Partner of a cop? Is he a bloodhound? I don't remember what he was. I think he's a bloodhound. Yeah, I mean, it Part, would make partner sense. of a cop. I mean, I feel like they're you know, again, it's like a little bit of. I feel like. Turner is trying too hard to make Hooch a thing. Yeah. Just leave the dog at home and do your freaking job. And I don't know, you know, I don't know that I, if I saw Turner Hooch, I'm like, I'm rushing out to buy a blind bloodhound, you know? I don't know how you can compare that. What about uh, Baxter? Duck hunting? You gonna go duck hunting? Exactly. (laughs) What about Baxter from Anchorman? Yeah, see, now now we're talking. This is a similar type of dog. It's a small dog. It's a wise dog. A bad man once punted Baxter. That's a shame. Um, But no, overall, yeah, I think, you know, Baxter, he's a loyal, helpful dog. Still take Milo. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. What about Toto from uh, The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, Toto can go to hell. <laughs> Screw Toto. I saw, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just saw this list. It was from like, actually funny no, enough. No, it was a good list. No, Goodhousekeeping.com. There's like 40 of them. It was a good list. No, I liked it. I still think I'm taking Baxter Milo. over all of them. Or, I'm sorry, Milo. Uh, Milo. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I think I'm taking Milo over all yeah. of them. Screw everybody. Screw all golden retrievers. I know we didn't talk about this too much and, and really the plot of this because it doesn't really matter at all, but I just want to talk a little bit about Dorian Tyrell for a second. We can build and scale him real quick uh, because Back we got to do that before we leave. Payback. Let's talk about this guy here because we're not playing the game like you mentioned before. Nico is really the guy that's really the yeah. mob boss, but there's, Dorian's the villain. There's a guy above Dorian, but we're not doing this. We're, we're not. Dorian's we're not. the villain of this movie. Yeah. And great name, by the way. Dorian Tyrell. Great Great name. Great name. Great if, villain name. If you're new to the show, we, we put every villain of every movie through the patented Lastro podcast villain scale. Four major categories, one to five. Look slash style, hideout slash layer, plan, henchman. Let's get to it, Bowie. Might score high here. 
I, so, I think he might be a, a little dark horse in yeah. in in the the system here. I've the got all the other rankings. ones too. Yeah. yeah, let's see where he where he rank, nets out. We'll tell people at the end. But look and style. How how would you describe his hair? Like, there's a way to describe it. Like, it doesn't have a name, but it's it's blow dried. It's what blow dried. It's like white Puffed. guy villain afro. Yeah, kind of, right. Yes, yes. It's like puffed. He's got yeah, the, like he's puffed. Got the chain. Yeah. And then when he popped the mask on, the hair got bigger. Yeah. So the question becomes like, are we rating him as the junior mob boss or are we rating him as the mask too? I think we got to do both. So it's right? like if we if we if we villain scaled Shredder from Digi Turtles, yeah. like, do we also go yes. do we factor in Super Shredder? You gotta. You yeah. have to. You have to factor in, yeah, his mask version as well. Did you see how wide this dude's neck got when he put yeah. the mask on? I mean, yeah, it's like bigger than my he, two legs combined. That's how he views himself. He thinks himself as a tough guy. But really, when he fought Stanley Ipkiss, Ipkiss kicked his ass, which is kind of surprising. When it was human on human, no mask involved. That's true. He was pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. lanky, so, I guess. So this guy is wearing great suits, great 90s suits, mostly blacks with like, Flashy-looking lapels, no tie, mainly no ties. Like we said, the you know blow, blow, blown out, uh, mafioso cut. Uh, dare I give him a four or three? I think Do you we go could. three or four? I think we could go four, man, because of the mask look. Because yeah. he had the red eyes, he had the yeah. high cheekbones. Yeah, he, the cheekbones he were like turned into basically like Lou Ferrigno yeah. when he was, and, and the guy who actually played him. So I was thinking about this. I'm like, there's no way this is Peter Green. Like, no way. When he when he put the mask on, and, and lo and behold, there's a guy that played him who was uncredited in the movie. Yeah. So he was actually another actor, but he had like veins popping out of his neck. His hair, like you said, got even yeah. more blow dried. It was even yeah. more blown out. He had the red eyes. He had the crazy teeth that looked like demon teeth. I like but this guy. Before man. we get off of off of this, the hair in general from all of the bad guys was fantastic in this oh, movie. Oh, hundred percent. I right? got to talk about that in Henchman too, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like a four for him. I he think had, I, he had the he had the hoop forward. earring too. He had the Michael Jordan earring. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of again hair, a lot of great earrings in this movie too. Yeah. A lot of cross earrings with the chain. Yep. You know, I, yeah. I think we got to go for. I'm 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 for it. If you are. I'm for it. Okay. Let's let's talk about his hideout and his lair. So this is the question because is it the Coco Bongo Club? It is gotta be the Coco Bongo Club. That's his he had an office there. That's his that's his hideout. That's his that's his uh, office of operations. Even though he was sort of leasing it out from Nico because Nico was like, You're running my club into the ground. So Yeah, I don't but it's know. his. It's his. Like he's the manager of the club. It's his club. So what do you think about this? Because it could be a front for for money laundering, it could be a front yeah. for selling drugs. Yeah, He's it's got useful as patrons. well as stylish. It's pretty good, and, and it's it? the hottest place in the city. It is. So he's got this bumping club that everyone loves, and he's also plotting bank heists and plotting mafia takeovers. I don't know, like what's what's the downside? I, what is the downside? Good, isn't it? Like right? I, I kind of want to go four on this. How, too how do you how do you go four? I, I would lean maybe even towards five. Like I'm fine with four, but like what? What's stopping it from being a five is my question. I guess because the cops just easily bust in there whenever they want. Yeah. And it's like they, they walk in. It's no in, fortress. But... It's no fortress. Right. But when yeah. it's a public place, True. it's kind of hard for it to be some I fortress. Mean, right? Hell, he had the mayor hanging out there. Like, yeah. is, are all these guys yeah. on the payroll? Like, yeah. they didn't go into that. Like, I want to see that part of the movie. Like, what's going on with that? It had the most beautiful flower, the Coco Bongo Club. It did. Too. It did. I, 
should we do a five? Is it is it going to be too much? I don't know. Oh, we'll go four. Let's go four. Okay, we'll go because four. because the cops busted it up real yeah. easily. Yeah. All right. Well, now what about his plan? This is where it gets interesting. So what do you say? So we 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 discussed this off off air that really there's two plans, right? So the the simple plan is they're going to rob this bank, but the real reason for getting the money is is to kick the current mob boss Nico is it Nico Nico yeah kick Nico out and have and install Dorian as the new mob leader is that correct when, they imply it heavily like he yeah. never he says something about he wants to take the town over like yeah. when he when they were like hey man it was when i think the guy the doctor the the tech yeah. guy yeah the tech guy safe cracker was which was by the way isn't that guy like always in yes. some kind of like henchman like group that guy from that thing man he's a, that guy for sure but no yeah he had the photo and he like cigar butted out at the guy's eyes nico's eyes in the picture which was so yeah total power move wasn't yeah. it yeah oh yeah did you like that? Because I thought that was kind of badass when he did, did. it. Yeah. I, and, would and, follow, I would follow Dorian. If I had to pick a side and I, I was in that criminal enterprise, I'd pick Dorian. The, by the way, the guys, the actor, Reg E. Kathy, Kathy, I think, R.I.P., died in 2018, unfortunately. Oh. He played, his character's name was Freeze, which is a great name. Oh. But I, I loved when they, he put the, the cigarette in the eyes and like yeah. cut the eyes out. That was pretty badass. But you're right. I think he wants to take over as leader and he wants to also steal the money. He offers 50K as like a a reward for Stanley, which I thought was kind of weak, to be honest. I think he could have offered a little bit more. He put a hit out on him and it's only alive. 50. I mean, alive. Yeah. Especially alive. If you're taking somebody alive, you better offer a lot more money because yeah. it's hard. It's easier. It's easier to, to bring him dead. Exactly. So Go back to the, the Wild West, you know, you get less if you, if you bring him back dead. But this get, is. You know. This is where I think he loses some points because I, I just don't think like his plan is that ambitious. Like he wants to be the mob leader, but like that's pretty No, that's very ambitious, but like I don't understand like the whole bank robbery. Why does the bank robbery equal him becoming mob boss? I think he just wanted the money. And I think before he became the boss, maybe he just wanted to do it because he's trying to get some on the take, but I don't do know. Do you think it's like to prove himself to himself? It could have been or that, is it to, or it could is it have been to just, prove himself to the guys that hey, I can, I can lead. Look at this. I, I, set I think this it's bank that. robbery up, and he just wanted the money too. Yeah, which which I think was, you know, it's a villain thing to do. I guess that's why he's a junior, right? Not yeah. he's not Nico. He's he's no yeah. Nico. And speaking of, um, you know, trying to take over Nico, an iconic scene that always stuck in my mind was that golf oh, golf yeah. ball scene where he swatted the. The club with it, the tea in his mouth. Like he's got that super thick accent. Yeah. That and when it when it bled, like yeah. man, I would have probably I would have probably literally shit my pants in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I did that to me. Make me lose my concentration. I I love that guy. I feel like I wish that Nico was in it more. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. What are you thinking for this? Because yeah. I I don't think it's super strong. In two. My opinion. I think maybe. it's a two. Yeah. I think it's a two. Because I just don't think that, I just don't think he executed it very well, and I don't think that it was as ambitious as it, as it, it was ambitious, but it wasn't like could have been better. Put it that yeah. way is what I think. So let's go to okay. Now here's where I think we get some real good mileages. The henchman. Yeah. Now I don't I wouldn't lump this under their look and style because we can kind of put their own look and style in the henchman. But can we just talk about that guy with the ponytail? Yeah. 
I mean, just the the patch, the patch of hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Viking haircut, I think, yeah. right? Where it's like literally, and it's, by the way, this guy, his IMDB picture, like one of his official pictures is his ponytail hanging in the back. Yeah, it's, it's, his, it's his thing. It's his claim to fame, for sure. I mean, even the scraggly-haired guy, like the guy had long hair, it was like the dirty blonde dude. Um, there was another guy who kind of like a Bret Hart cut, Bret Hart, Bret Hart cut going. There was one dude who kind of had an ultimate warrior cut going. There's a lot of wrestler going on in this, in this henchman group. And I... I, mean, I don't want to be one dimensional, but I feel like I have to. It's like I want to give a high score just based on these guys' hair. I mean, I they agree. didn't do much. <laughs> no, but they like, didn't. what could you do when you're fighting the mask? It's like unfair. I, I mean, you're right. Like, it's like how, fighting, a, fighting a cartoon character, you're not going to win. You know, what are you going to do? And, and the other thing I, I would say is that you get a lot of these henchmen that are shooting guns a lot of times and they're missing. Dude, yeah. they were landing shots. They were actually yeah. landing the shots. It just happened to be that he had holes and he, they, but you know. Let, let me tell you, though, I mean, there was a lot of spray and pray going on there. There was a lot of spray and pray coming from those Uzis. But when you got that kind of gun, like why not, right? You have to spray and pray. You just do it. It's yeah, it's part of the part of the drill. That's I mean that's what they're good for. You know, shots per you know round. No, yeah. What do you think? Uh, at least a three. I think I kind of want to go a three, maybe a four, yeah. but it's just they're so each guy was unique. Like no no one guy looked generic. Every and guy that's, had their that's own what look. St- that's what to me is a good henchman. Orlando was the dude with the the weird ponytail yeah. played by Nils Allen Stewart yeah. on IMDb. Check out his thing. If you go to his page, he's got the the ponytails like one of yeah. his pictures. That's like his like, hair. If you have like five henchmen and they all each one looks very unique compared yeah. to the other one, like that's being a good henchman. Stand other, yourself out. I don't know if the Bret Hart guy you were talking about was the guy with the he almost had like Dave Mustaine hair or was like the the, the blonde hair. Oh, that guy. Yeah, guy? no, that's a different guy. Yeah, I was talking about. Different guy. <laughs> See, like every guy. Yeah. This is like the perfect '90s henchman. Yeah, guys. And can we talk about? By the way, before we even get off this, can we talk about Nico's hair for a second? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like, Please explain this to people. Horseshoe. It's like George <laughs> Costanza's hair, <laughs> but a ponytail on the back. <laughs> Now, not, not just a small ponytail. It was yeah, like a puffy one. Like a Terry Silver ponytail. But it was like yeah. like puffed out like a yeah. dog poodle. Like a yeah. poodle. Like I want to imagine like just take that ponytail out so you have like the most amazing skull of all time <laughs> to where it's like horseshoe bald with hair <laughs> down around your shoulders. It's like a cape. <laughs> now what I would how I would imagine is, is say that guy just lets it go. Let yeah. that hair go. Imagine that hair, like horseshoe bald, and then hair like down your back. Yeah, I want to see that haircut. It's it's like it's like a it's like a cape. It's like a yeah. hair cape. Yeah, I guess, like right? could you have a hair cape? <laughs> that's what <laughs> it's I want. Kind of what it is. That's what I want. I want a hair cape. It's it's gotta be a hair cape, and I think that that's gotta be what it is. But I think Nico's hair, and then also he had a henchman for himself that was like looked like Furio when Furio from the Sopranos had the oh, yeah. ponytail was like slicked back, yep. but also puffy on the end, like a puffy yeah. ponytail. It was really good. So are we going three with these guys? Yeah, we'll go three just because they didn't right. do anything, but they were very stylish, and that that right. that counts a lot. Let's let's recap it for people. So we got four for look and style, four for hideout and layer, two for plan, and three for henchmen, and that gives us. A, a 13 out of 20 here Very which, respectable you know respectable. not not bad let me let me go to our spreadsheet let's see where where he he is he's right around like the strut territory the penguin 
Volcano from Dante's Peak at 13. All okay. these guys at 13s. Uh, Shang Tsung from, from Mortal Kombat with a 13. Right above him is M. Bison with a 14.5. We got Catherine Trammell with a 15. So he's in the top third for sure. Yeah, he's definitely respectable. Yeah. And I and, and deservedly so. I thought he was a great villain. I was very much interested in every scene he was in, which goes to, it, it says a lot for a, a movie with Jim Carrey who just steals every scene that he's in. To how hold someone's interest in the scenes that he's not in. Good work. Good work, Peter. I don't know if we should have subtracted a point from Dorian because he died in a toilet flush, which he may, uh, may or may not have died. Very embarrassing. I, I don't very know. Embarrassing. If, should, we we don't, I don't know if he's dead. He might just be down there. And they got to fish happens, him out. Like, what, what is with the mask powers? Like, is that real? Like, I don't get it. Like, did he die? Is he in the sewer? Like, where is he right now? Yeah. I, you know, I don't fully understand mask powers in that regard. We, we probably should have spent time. <laughs> yeah. If he injures, I mean, we got time right now. You know, if he injures you in a comical, comic booky way, yeah. do you die? Like, I don't know. Like, when he, when he made the balloon animal and he turned it into the Tommy gun, is that a real Tommy gun? If he would have shot somebody, would they have died? I, it's or good, is it all like figment of the imagination type things? Is it like a mind bleep it's, scenario? It's interesting because I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think because. Like when he had the holes in him, like he obviously wasn't shot himself. So maybe he's in a time warp, like you but, said. I don't know. But, you know, when Dorian, you know, took the shots from Nico and spit them back out at Nico, Nico died. True. From that, I don't think getting flushed down a metaphorical drain equals death outright. I think he's alive down there. It's been a while since we did a callback to the villains wiki, but I had to check like yeah. to see if he was deceased, according to this, and it's not. <laughs> But what I will have to say is they, they gave him some pretty good props out on here. So his hobby is running his criminal empire and ousting his enemies. And his goals were to, quote, obtain the mask of Loki, temporarily succeeded, kill Nico, succeeded, kill Stanley Ipkiss, have Tina for himself, take over Edge City. All failed. <laughs> I don't think he wanted Tina. He was ready to blow her up. They listed him as a treacherous crime lord, by the way, which I... True. I don't know. I would I would uh I would maybe take a little bit of issue with it, but it doesn't say he was deceased, so maybe he's still alive. If if yeah. it's not on the wiki, then maybe he's no, still alive. No, I think he's just inconvenienced greatly. I think he's like down a hole and Here they, you have go. To, they have to fish him out. Here's the actual quote. It says it is unknown if Dorian survived in this into the sewers or not, but it's possible that he either survived while in the sewers or was killed off screen by his penknife. Regardless of that, Mayor Tilton dismisses Calloway's claims and Ipkiss's responsibility and determines that Dorian was the, la- the mask the whole time, exonerating Ipkiss from being arrested. So he took the fall. He's the fall guy. Yeah, he's the fall guy. So, so, like, how far does the gag work? I don't know. He, he draw, all he did was draw a, a flusher. And all of a sudden, that pond turned into, uh, you know, a swirling drain. Now, does... Does the drawing of the flusher then create an entire sewer system underneath the floor? Yeah. Like how far does the gag slash weapon go? I guess until it goes to the end of whatever the gag was. <laughs> so know? could he draw muscles on himself? I mean, like I don't, man, yeah, we really I missed the boat on this. We could have yeah. really debated the powers here, but I, I, I'm curious about how this all works. Yeah, I am. Like uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's alive. I don't think there's a sewer system underneath the Coco Bongo Club now <laughs> that has that big of a thing that connects to that drain that didn't exist previously. I just think it sucked him down into a hole, much like he fell down a well. 
But okay, maybe okay. like when the mask comes off, the thing disappears and then he dies because there's nothing else gets, for him to it be gets a part enclosed of. Yes. It, like into nothing. Like <laughs> the, the concrete like <laughs> reforms. Yeah. Yeah. He went into nothing or yeah. he was in a pipe that was big enough to fit him. Yeah. And then when the mask came off, the pipe shrunk back to a small pipe and it crushed him. Just for my own my own personal satisfaction, I would have loved it if they just showed freaking Dorian with like he's just all wet and in cuffs and they're leading him away. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know, or maybe he's floating in the edge edge city like the river yeah. at the end there, face yeah. down. Yeah, give me something, give some closure, dead or alive. Give me something. <laughs> don't 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 make me think about this because I'll think about this. <laughs> I want to know what you guys think. What do you guys Write think? Write in thelastrowpodcast.com, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on the, the page and let us know is Dorian alive? Is he dead? Dead or, or, alive. or is he floating in the Edge, edge City River somewhere? Uh, just, I have to know. Is there anything that you want to say about this movie? Because I think, I think we did it justice as best as we could in an, in an hour here, but let's get the hell out of here. Let's do this. Before we leave, we, we did get an email uh, last week on, on our, our website. We got to give a shout out to Rajiv. He says, love the podcast and the breakdown. I think a great one to do would be labyrinth. I thought it was an amazing movie and always have considered it a cult classic. I think it would flow very well with your type of podcast. Keep up the great work. Have you ever seen labyrinth bad way? Cause I haven't. Nope. I've never seen it. I don't know if that's blasphemous, but I've never actually seen this. Movie. I know of it and I've seen many scenes of it, but I've never actually watched it. Maybe that'd we be all a fun one to do. We all can't see every movie, Drew. Yeah, we all can't well. see every movie, but uh, I would consider it for an episode. Why not? Yeah. Thank Why you for, for writing in. And if you guys want to, we, we gave you the, the, the deets. Uh, we'll be back in, in two weeks on Thursday, July 21st. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And on the note, we'll see you guys in two weeks. So if Dorian got bigger, his muscles got bigger, do you think that the size had to shrink somewhere else? Yeah, like the overcompensation of it. Right? Yeah. yeah. If you're oh, going to yeah. blow something up, there's only so yeah. much you know, space. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, so let me say this.